to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Do, Do not, not adjust, adjust your computer, computer screen. screen. It's your, your mind we're changing. Stories set to a theme. Think outside. Universe Box. This book is so awesome. I can do anything. This book is so awesome. I am the potions king. Did you hear that half book prince? I said I was the king. Can you hear me, Professor Snape? I can make anything. This book is so awesome. From the heavens to your ears, this is Universe Box, and you've been sorted into Slytherin. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I am fantastic. Excellent. I've got my time turner. Okay, let, let's uh, turn back time and we'll start the show over again. Okay, hold on. I think that'll be two turns? Two turns? Yeah, roughly. Roughly, roughly. two turns. Okay, you got it? Got it? Okay. Got it? And yes, uh, we're back here again, uh, live as always at live.universebox.com, 8.30 p.m. EST on Thursday evening, which by the way, if you want to get in our chat, which we have a lot of chatters in there, I think uh, Amy's over there, and Angel, Angel and Wynn, and, and other Anne-Marie, and other Anne-Marie, uh, all over at our chat at live.universebox.com. If you're watching this on YouTube... Uh, we do have chat. You just have to go over to live.universebox.com to uh, check it out and everything. But uh, we're uh, very excited. Uh, this is the, the last episode, I believe, in our, our second round of episodes for Universe Box. Super pumped. Actually, right here at the top, I'll go ahead and mention real quick. We'd really appreciate it if you guys could run over to iTunes for us. Yes, and- please. Leave us some reviews because, I, well, it, it's you know we we have steady numbers, we have a steady audience, which is great, and it's it's grow it's it's uh you know about where we want it. We'd like to see it grow too, and one way to help do that and help us uh, rise up the rankings in iTunes or Stitcher Radio mm-hmm. is to go over and uh, just give us a quick review and a, a five star review, a four star review, a three star review. Just be honest, and we'll read it on the show if you do. So I just thought we'd yes, go ahead we do and like to read those reviews. They're fun, definitely. especially when they rhyme. Oh yes. Rhyming reviews are excellent. Rhyming, riddling, rhyming. And uh, Angel in the chat room asks, uh, Amory, where did you get your wand? You'll find Just it. wait. Okay, but I guess, you know, we should probably go ahead and get started talking about what, what's in the box for this episode, Amory. I have no idea what's in the box. What could be in the box? What I have no idea. What could be in the box? Okay. What is it? Hold on. Let me move this owl. Okay. I wonder if that has anything to do with what's in the box. He's taking some clothes. <laughs> That's fair. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Harry Potter. Hello, Harry Potter. You're this a week... podcast, Harry. You're a podcast, Harry. <laughs> uh, yes, this week we're talking about Harry Potter. We'll use our pensive in the memory box. Anne-Marie teaches how teaches us how to make our own wands in the school box. We'll hop on the soapbox to debate whether or not Quidditch is needed. Then we'll jam to some tunes from Harry and the Potters, which we heard up at the top of the episode, in the music box. Uh, next, we'll compare and contrast the Sorcerer's Stone in Wonder Box. And finally, we'll answer some questions you submitted through the Idea Box, which we like to do every week. That's a, one of our regular segments. Yeah, we're on Universe um, Leviosa something. Swish and flick. <laughs> Swish and Swish flick. flick. 
Yes, oh. we have our wands here, by the way. Which I've is got an good. entire army of wands. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. It, ready and waiting. Uh, definitely. But I think uh, before we get started, though, yes. we wanted to go over and we figured, you know, since it's the Harry Potter episode and everything, we should probably go ahead and get sorted into uh, the appropriate house and we everything. We do need to be sorted, yes. So uh, we went ahead and set up a Pottermore account. We're not going to give it to you because we're secretive like that. And we'll probably never get back into but, it. But uh, here we go. We're going to do the sorting hat Time right now. Let's see here. Oh, uh, a special hello, message JK. from J.K. Rowling. Sure. So this is it. This is it. The sorting hat is about to decide which house you will be joining. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Once sorted, oh, snap. you can collect house points and compete for the house cup. Blah, blah, blah. We heard it all before. You can duel with other students. <laughs> K. McGonagall. After all, the hat's decision is final. The hat's Good decision luck. is final. Good luck. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so what happens now? I have no idea. Okay, so do I hit the X? No, okay, I guess we, we didn't go. actually have to watch that. Uh, welcome to Hogwarts. The four houses are called Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. And uh, please answer the questions that follow as honestly as you can to make sure you're sorted into the right house for you. Well, I guess it'll be uh, co us. with me and Anne-Marie. Here. Oh, that's loud. Yeah, let's go ahead and turn that down just a little bit here. Okay. I mean, the music isn't bad. Okay, so uh, how would you like to be known to history the wise the bold or the great or the good what do you think the wise the wise actually that's what i was gonna select i like the wise okay so let's select wise yes we're sure Okay, (laughs) here I can turn it down a little bit more. Once every century, the Flutterby bush produces flowers that adapt their scent to attract the unwary. If lured, uh, if it if it lured you, it would smell of a a crackling log fire, fire, a home, a fresh parchment, or the sea. Fire, fire. You think you like the sea, don't you? Yeah, I think the sea. Uh, What do you think? I'll go with the sea. You'll go with the sea. Uh Okay, okay cool. Thank you. Okay, a troll has gone berserk in the headmaster's study at Hogwarts. Uh oh. It's about to smash, crush, and tear several irreplaceable items and treasures, including a cure for dragonpox, which the headmaster has nearly perfected. A student record's uh, going back 1,000 years and a mysterious handwritten book full of strange runes believed to have belonged to Merlin. Merlin! Merlin. uh, Pour one out for Merlin. Uh, In which order would you uh, rescue these objects from the Trolls Club if you could? Uh, That's interesting. I didn't know that Merlin was part of, like, the history in Harry Potter world. Okay, so Merlin's... uh, In which order? would you rescue these objects uh merlin's book uh dragon pox cure and student records i'd say merlin's, merlin's book, book first, yeah. dragon pox student records yeah that sounds about right for me too yes we're sure okay let's go okay what are you most looking forward to learning at hogwarts apparition and uh disapparition that's fun uh transfiguration flying on a broomstick hexes and jinxes <laughs> uh, all about magical creatures and how to be friend care for them secrets about the castle every area of magic i can Every area of magic I can. You think? Not you? I, w- I would go for transfiguration. All right, actually. transfiguration. Transfiguration. Transfigurationist Belliromus. Spelliromus. No, that's like. I don't even know. That's like making things fly <laughs> out of your hand. Okay, one of your housemates is cheated in a Hogwarts exam by using a self fulfilling quill. Or self-spelling quill. Inappropriate. Now he has to come to the top of the class in charms. Uh, now he's come to the top of the class in charms, beating you into second place. Professor Flitwick is suspicious of what happened. He draws you to one side after his lesson and asks you whether or not uh, your classmates used a forbidden quill. What do you do? Lie and say you don't know, but hope that someone tells uh, Professor Fit. Flitwick the truth? Uh, you would not wait to be asked to tell Pro- Professor Flitwick the truth. If you knew that somebody was using a forbidden quill, you would tell the teacher before the exam started, Hermione. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, they, or tell Professor Flitwick the truth. If your classmate is prepared to win by cheating, he deserves to be found out. Also, as you are both in the same house, any points he loses will be regained by you uh, for coming in for first in his place. I Or uh, tell Professor Flitwick that he ought to ask your classmate and resolve to tell your classmate that if he doesn't tell the truth, you will. Ooh. I like that one. I it, like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it puts the, the onus on the cheater. That person, so. yeah. Okay, Forest or River? Forest. Forest? Or river. Forest? Okay, I like it. Forest. Oy. Okay, black or white? Black! Black. Because if you're thinking about being my wizard, it don't matter if you're black or white. white. Ravenclaw! Ravenclaw. We have been sorted into Ravenclaw. Excellent. Let's see. I don't want to read our welcome message, though, from no. J.K. Rowling. So let's just say we're Ravenclaws. Yes, we are definitely we Ravenclaws. Go. Very good. Very good. That was fun. So was anyone else? Uh... Oh, yeah. There's people. There's there's regulars. What mm. house are you ladies in? Angel's, Angel T is in Ravenclaw, uh, looks like. Uh, let's How see. You, uh, Wynn said says she was a Pottermore beta tester. I actually think I could have been, but I didn't. I mm-hmm. just sort of was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I was. I wasn't really into that at the time. Okay. Well, I guess we should go ahead and move on to our our next uh, box here, the memory box. Universe boxio. This week in the memory box, we're going to travel back to discuss how the two of us were exposed to Harry Potter to begin with. Uh, by the way, feel free to share your story and chat about yes, how please. you first uh, discovered Harry Potter. But I, th- I guess we'll go ahead and start with Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, why don't you okay. tell us about your story? Okay, so the first thing I really remember um, from Harry Potter was my freshman year of college. Um, I believe the first book, I'm not even reading the beta minute. Um, <laughs> I think the first movie had come out because there was a big poster in one of the uh, dorms. Mm-hmm. Um, they, Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, they had uh, pictures from the movie and talking about the movie coming out and all that. I was like, well, that I will, looks I really will just cool. say that uh, Amy P Uh-oh. is a Slytherin. <gasps> Amy P. A- Amy P. You better watch out if, if, if you you're gonna, if you're going to live in that house. I'm go- I might have Slytherin. to win. That doesn't surprise. I, me. I might have to sing you a story. But go ahead. Um. But okay. Sorry. So. I remember seeing that and my friend Jamie, who's like my bestie that year, kind of a good friend, um, (laughs) but she was obsessed with Harry Potter and she was like, you have to read these, you have to read these. So every time I'd go to her house, I would try and read her hardcover ones that she had up on the shelf and she's like, no, do not touch, do not touch the Harry Potter books. And I, I would be, I want to read them too. So I had to go buy them. And I don't remember how many were out at the time. I think there was only like three out. I don't mm-hmm. really remember the timing. So I read them, I believe it was that summer because it was my freshman year of college. Who has time to read a book for fun? Yeah. Who has time to read a book for class? <gasps> um, <laughs> so I read, I probably read all of them that summer, caught up on any movies that were already out and the obsession began and the countdowns began. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I um I'm obsessed now because then my little the next fall bought me Hedwig. <laughs> oh, that's a busted old Hedwig. That's a busted old Hedwig. One. But that's okay. So it was really fun. My sorority is Chi Omega. We are the owls, and we <laughs> are red and yellow. So nice. we connected very intimately with the <laughs> Harry Potter land. Expelliarmus. Expelliarmus. Okay, William, uh, how about let, you? Well, let's see. Uh, first, we have some of our chatters okay. who have chimed in here with uh, Harry Potter. Let's see. Uh, Angel says, I first found out about Harry Potter when I was five or six. I read the first one in, in the first grade, but I didn't really get into into it until middle school. And uh, I feel old now. I know. Uh, other Emery says, I was in college when I started reading Harry Potter. I, I actually just... had a hard time getting the books because I lived in China and had... <gasps> 
had to oh. go to the only English bookstore in town, which was two hours by bus. Oh, gosh. So, you know. And uh, Tanya Gossis says, uh, my girlfriend at the time introduced me to, to Harry Potter. Nice. So. So can I just say the mm-hmm. fact that Angel was in first grade and I'm trying to get kid number one who just finished first grade to read it. Yeah, so. At least I know I'm on the right track making him read them. It all comes full circle. I'm so old. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and tell you guys my story, too, for how I got into the Harry Potter verse and all Ish. that. Okay. So I, I found the, the first book on uh, the shelf of my roommate, Aaron Boner. A, a, we called him A Boner. Uh, back in, uh, yeah, around 2001 or so, I believe. Uh, 2000, yeah, 2000 Same. or 2001. I, I read through it in about a day, and uh, then I saw the first movie when it came out because I liked the book so much. And uh, then I kind of forgot about it for a couple of years. Uh, I, I saw the next movie, though. I, I did go to see uh, the second movie, I believe. But, uh, you know, so I, I kind of fell off, got busy with college and everything, as Happens. you do. And then I started dating this girl who it was really, like, hardcore into Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and a couple other big properties at the time. So, you know, I became obsessed with it, too, in short order because, you know, she wants to talk about it, so I need to know about it so we can talk about it and everything, mm. right? So, you know, I read all the books. I saw all the movies. I, I memorized uh, Potter Puppet Pals uh, sketches and things like that. And I, I also uh, learned a lot about slash fiction, slash fan fiction, which... Uh, we called it Nfic uh, back in the day in the Lois and Clark boards, uh, but kind of like that naughty fan fiction. Oh. That's what the N stood for. Uh, but I, naughty. I, so, but you know, with the slash fiction, uh, I, I had a, a gay friend in college named uh, Jason who was also really into the slash fic. So uh, he'd come over to my house. I'd sit there playing video games like old like Nintendo games on an emulator while Jason and my girlfriend sat on the couch and looked up like Draco, Ron, Harry, slash fiction and everything. It was a little awkward, but That's also... Weird. Also hilarious. They, they'd read me like the funny lines oh, and everything. Sure. So uh, let's see here. Okay, so uh, this girlfriend, you know, time went on and uh, she ended up uh, going to college at Renoir in uh, Pennsylvania. So I, I ended up spending a lot of time on that campus and Harry Potter was huge on this campus. Girls would actually walk around in their like full Harry Potter uh, Hogwarts student cosplay, the robes as like their normal clothes, you know, That's just weird. Like every day, uh, there were girls who would wear, you know, the the big, you know, robes and everything to class. And uh, let's see, um, did they use quills and parchment? Some did. That's disturbing. Yeah. Well, I mean, though, they, I don't know if you've ever seen a Bryn Mawr's campus or not, but it's no. actually it's huge. It actually it looks a lot like Hogwarts. Does it? Yeah. It, it you know it's a couple of hundred years old, I believe, and it's mm-hmm. a, like just one of it's one of the Seven Sisters school schools and everything. So I so you know it, it was kind of cool being there. You know, because you'd be walking down the pathway and then you'd see someone. Like a Harry Potter character, and there'd be this like big building that looked like a castle so or something behind him. Yeah, definitely. We no even, lie, I probably would have done that too. We we even went to a, a midnight event where I, I believe it was Deathly Hollows part, or no, it was Half Blood Prince. Uh, that was released. Yeah, but uh, we went to the midnight uh, release for that, and there were about five hundred people there, and it was just chaos. See, I never went to a midnight release for the book, but mm-hmm. I definitely saw the midnight release of at least the last three movies. Oh, yeah. And, and we have we have an interesting midnight release video coming up in a minute, too. <gasps> That's right. But, I, you, you know, so eventually, you know, I ended up breaking up with this girl. I, but uh, <laughs> Good reason. I, my love of Harry Potter actually stopped a little bit before that. It was, it was the Quidditch stuff, which is going to be a common theme <gasps> when it comes to me and Harry Potter in this week's episode. But it just got to be too much, and I, I, I just couldn't make it through. I think it was book four that I just kind of, like, blocked on there was so much quidditch stuff i just couldn't make it through and i kind of dropped the series right there like uh, i think it was around the time that horcruxes were getting real important too oh like my gosh. I'm, re- I'm actually I- i'm actually not really sh- 
absolutely sure what a horcrux is honestly i know okay i can tell you right now everyone in the chat room is yelling at you and judging me i'm sure we are i've I've been judging you (laughs) okay didn't realize you didn't even know about horcruxes it's kind of a little disappointing to me too because at this point i don't know if i'm ever going to go back and finally finish the story or not just because i can't get through all the quidditch stuff oh my goodness but you know yeah people are going to yell at me i'm i will Oh, I didn't realize it. Yeah, it is that bad. Oh. I, and Wynn says, uh, a friend of hers uh, made me made her read the first book before going to see the first movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. That's here. why I refuse. Everybody was trying to get me to see that movie. My freshman year was like, <laughs> I have to read the book first. It's a thing I do. See? See? They're yelling at you. I see it. Yeah. And uh, Amy P. No, uh, Tonda. Do not agree with him. Amy P. listened to the Pottercast podcast, and that's how she got it started into the whole fandom thing. Uh, Bobby's also on Team Bill, by the way. Oh, shocking. Oh, and then Amy P. also says uh, she saw the Midnight releases for the movies uh, for order of the phoenix and deathly hallows part one and went to a midnight release for the last book i think so. it's team boy versus team girl here because <laughs> <laughs> yeah ironically though like uh if, and i mean just you know typical gender roles and stuff the main reason i stopped reading harry potter was because of sports we're not even going to go there <laughs> but, we'll, but uh, well we will in a few minutes yeah definitely but okay well we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to play a quick video report from the midnight premiere of the final harry potter movie i i believe over in england too uh so kind of kind of fun pip pip cheerio and all that and uh then amory is going to show you guys how to make your own harry potter magic wand and i'm going to sit here and be berated by the chat room and bobby uh, during has this never even read one of the books dun, 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 dun. Bobby. attack him attack him he's he's worse than me he's worse than me Not we'll be right much. back good morning it's thursday the 14th of july 2011 and tonight i'm going to watch harry potter and the deathly hallows part two i've heard it's amazing that they've completely outdone themselves and i'm ridiculously excited i've got my costume ready Okay, I haven't gone that far, but I have got these, which are special 3D Harry Potter-style glasses. What do you think? So, I've managed to get through the day of work, and now I'm just going to check on Facebook to see who else is coming along tonight. Uh, looks like we've got... Um, well, Susan's coming, and America, and Scott's going to be there, and hopefully I'll see you guys later. Um, I'm going to go home now and have a nap before the big night. So I've had my nap and I'm raring to go. I didn't have quite as much sleep as I wanted, but who cares, I'm excited. I'm just going to watch the first part of Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 1, to remind me what it's all about. Hiya, I'm here at uh, Cineworld in Ipswich and um, it's Harry Potter time. We've got an hour to wait and Helen and Karen have been waiting since half past nine. Um, so... Excited? Very excited. Fantastic. And so what are you expecting from the film? Big things. The trailer looks like it's going to be the best. It looks like it's going to be the most epic of all of the films. Yes, definitely. And uh, I quite like that they're split into two because it means that the fans get more details from the books. Are you going to be really sad a favour? Yes. I'm not going to want to leave the cinema. People will be crying. We've got uh, Lauren and Ginny here. Ginny, fantastic name for Harry Potterville. So, you've come from California? Yes. Wow, well, so is Harry Potter your favourite thing ever? Yes, it is. Fantastic. So what are you looking forward to about tonight? Uh, just, I've been looking for, you know, I went and saw the 1201 for part one, so being here in England, it's pretty cool. You have to tell all my friends and stuff, and I'm really looking forward to the finale. Fantastic. And um, what's, what are you expecting from tonight? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some great Harry Potter action. Okay, it's 10 to 12 and I'm going inside. Really excited, can't wait, so I'll tell you about it afterwards. 
just come out and it was amazing. There's people laughing, people crying, people, it was scary. It was gruesome, but it was fantastic. So if you want to go along and see it, I'd recommend it. Hey, so what did you think? Well, it was fantastic. Yeah. Full of humour as well, which is good. Yeah, what are the best bits? All of it. Loved it from start to finish. Can't wait to see it again. Perfect. Are you going to come again tomorrow? Well, maybe. Come, Next yeah, week. Yeah, definitely. More than once. Fantastic. And really glad we came and saw this one. Lived up to your expectations yep. then? Yep. Yeah. Good. Are you excited yeah, for a Yes. Yeah. yeah. Had a few tears. <laughs> what did you think? First time ever done midnight premiere. It was definitely worth it. Best ending ever. <laughs> Today on Universe Box, we're going to learn how to make our own wand from Harry Potter. Which one's going to choose you? Universe Boxio! To make wands at home, it's very simple and it's actually extremely cheap. All you need are some sticks, I have some pickup sticks, a hot glue gun, and you definitely want some extra glue, and then you're going to want some paint. Well, you know, paintbrush. All of these things you can get at Target. The first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to take your glue gun and you're going to want to, well, in a sense, gunk up one of the ends of your sticks. This is a great little creative thing you want to make because you're making the handle of your wand so you can make it as thick or as thin as you want. You're going to want to hold on to it until it dries or cools. Otherwise, you're gonna completely mess up your design, and it helps if you can spin it like this. Otherwise, it's all gonna like blob to one side. We're going to use a little TV magic. We're gonna go ahead and give it its base coat of brown to cover the wood of the stick or metal or whatever you've had to use. Use a little magic, and we have a couple of wands that are already dry with their base coat. I'm gonna take a smaller brush and dip it in the gold and we're gonna give it some accents. I'm just gonna clean off my brush, just a little plain water, and then we're gonna dip in the silver and give this one a few more accents. We'll add some streaks throughout. Maybe this one got some unicorn blood on it. And there you have it. Step one, you're going to take your stick and add some hot glue to one end to give it some texture and a handle. Step two, you are going to add your base color of brown or black to give it a wood coloring and to cover up your glue. Step three, you're going to use some more paint, either gold, silver, black, white, to add some accents and decorations to your wand. Universe Boxio! Universe Boxio. Universe Boxio. Indeed. Actually, the nice thing is now we have that queued up, so anytime I want to, I can just go. Universe Boxio. Or if I want to do it again, I can Universe go. Universe Boxio. Or if I do it again, I can Universe go. Universe Boxio. Okay, okay. It's a lot of fun, but actually, you know what's really cool is I can go to this shot, and I can also go. Universe Boxio. Oh. <laughs> okay, uh, but They're I... yelling at me in the chat room for putting unicorn blood on them. <laughs> No, the They're like, that's morbid. I'm like, no, you're the, holding your wand backwards. The unicorn blood is what makes it tasty. Ew. Yeah, there's probably that's probably toxic. That's probably pain. not yeah. a great idea. Oh, and I'm actually holding it. Yes, down you're too. holding it back. 
backwards. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to get it. Uh, we have uh, the soapbox coming up, the wonder box coming up with uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and everything. But first, we wanted to talk to you a little bit or mention a little bit to you about our Patreon. Patreon. Amory, you want to tell the, these fine people? True that. Okay, so you may be aware that we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash universe box. I am. You are? Good. Am. Well, right now we produce... Well, two to three podcasts a week because it's the off season for our TV shows. Um, fully video, audio, interactive chat room, all sorts of goodness. Mm-hmm. And we really have some awesome ideas that we want to keep expanding, but we're going to need some help. And that's where our Patreon comes in. Um, any donation is a welcome donation starting at 10 cents, 50 bucks. I don't care. Whatever you want to give us every <laughs> month, we are cool with that. Um, as of right now, we've hit our first two milestones of getting rid of external ads <clears throat> and holding um hangouts once a month ish um our next milestone is actually or twice a month when we miss a month exactly <laughs> um we have patron exclusive movie commentaries coming up for those of you who've been following us over in greetings from storybook land we will watch what lost and mm-hmm. do a short run podcast about lost if we hit what is it 325 yeah 325 325 um so we also you know we can add some instant reactions yeah and we i mean would, th- those movie commentaries too that's only 200 bucks a month we're at 165 50 right now so really if like 10 of you put in like i don't know five six bucks right we could, we could do it exactly so we're really close to getting those and we really want to do those excuse mm-hmm. me um we actually this was a movie that we're going to do one for yes harry potter and the sorcerer's stone so it sort mm-hmm. of could be a compliment to this episode to this very episode to this very episode mm-hmm. just for a few more dollars <laughs> um but if you can't do a monthly contribution we also take donations on the youtube there's a little box that says you know donate to this channel and you can make a one-time donation mm-hmm. i don't know you got a bonus at work you want to talk <laughs> a few bones we'll take it um but universe or patreon.com slash universe box and you know we'll send you some rewards but yes we, letters we've got so sketches. many new ideas that we mm-hmm. want to do there's just there's currently not enough time and fundage to do yeah. it yeah so any help would be awesome tell a friend definitely we we probably should mention too because we we don't mention this enough that we also if you want to check out the youtube channel it's youtube.universebox.com because mm-hmm. since we don't send people there to chat much anymore we don't mention it i figured i'd just toss that out there that's cool okay so let's see here uh next up is the soapbox uh which uh, is where we uh you know face off and we argue our sides it's a debate and we either convince the other person uh that they're uh, the uh, of our side or we kind of uh just run out of things to talk about and just go universe boxio and then have it done okay uh the the the, uh (sighs) debate this week it, it Hot topic. Hot topic. Is Quidditch necessary to the Harry Potter franchise? I already have anxiety for this discussion. Good. I already have anxiety. I, 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 well, I, I hope that no one in the uh, chat room doesn't. We, we'd love to hear your points. Is Quidditch necessary? Is it not for the Harry Potter story? That's the debate. Amory, why don't you? Amory, obviously, will be uh, taking the side of yes. I will be taking the side of no. Amory. Okay, see, I don't even like my first point now. Like, <laughs> I have such anxiety over fighting with him, well, debating with him because he's so much better than me. Um, but okay, so Quidditch, I do think it is very important in the Hogwarts land because it gives a chance for out of classes and everything for the houses to bond, for their families to mm-hmm. bond. It's a sports thing. I know you don't understand it, but sports are a good thing. Friendly competition. Well, you. you- I, let's not get into the debate, debate or sports a good thing because that's a completely separate debate when I have points for it. But uh, no, I, I can see like the, the whole bonding thing. 
uh, like like a. Although I I would say that you know they're they're equivalent or sometimes even better ways to bond than you know necessarily. I, I mean, how much bonding do you really get? You know, flying around in the air on a broom. No, you know? you're not. It's not the flying around on the broom. It's the mm. whole house coming together to cheer on the people that are flying around on the broom. Mm. It's not necessarily about the people who are actually playing, though they become a nice tight unit. Mm-hmm. It's about everybody cheering for them and supporting them and doing what they can to, you know, distract the other team. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair whatever. Enough. <laughs> okay, so I one of the reasons I think Quidditch isn't necessary is, you know, and it's it's there on the covers. It's it's you know. So it's there on the covers. It's on the book jacket. It, we're, when you come into the Harry Potter world, you're promised magic and adventure, adventure, not sports. Adding a sports just makes it all seem – even though it's a magical sport with uh, flying brooms and everything, it makes the entire thing seem a little more ordinary. It makes it seem a little less magical. It makes it seem a little less They are fa- flying fantastic. on brooms. Yes, but it, it, it's – the thing is, like, you know, you don't see the kids at Hogwarts wa- sitting down watching TV. No. You, you don't see them doing, you know, other common things that kids would do, like playing with, you know, little toys. And this, I, I, I'm saying, you know, you don't see them doing much that isn't, like, related directly to magic and everything. and Or even in a magical way, like you don't see them watching magic TV or something, for example. So I, I think that having them having them participate in sports, it, it just, it make, for me, it makes it feel a little more ordinary a little less magical and adventurous seriously yeah flying on broomstick with enchanted balls flying at there and they have to catch a, a gold ball that has wings but it, it, <laughs> it, it's still not that far removed from like the soccer team you know though that's all i'm saying like i i mean they don't have english class at hogwarts they don't have si- science class at hogwarts they have you know transfiguration and dark arts and all that kind of stuff right, you know right. okay but many important scenes happen during quidditch matches so because you have quirrell trying to jinx harry you have dementors who are trying to suck out his soul while he's on his broom all sorts mm-hmm. of chaos during the quidditch world cup these are very important plot points these are very important story bits that if you s- just go i'm not reading the quidditch parts you're going to miss that and you're going to go so wait what happened here Mm -hmm. where did where did this come from why is harry in the infirmary or the hospital wing again would you would you say that all of these scenes had to be done in a, on a Quidditch pitch, or could could have they been done in any other number of ways? Did they have to be Quidditch? I think Quidditch makes the most sense mm-hmm. because it's a time when the entire school gets together. Mm-hmm. There's very few times that um, somebody misses a Quidditch match. Typically, they are in the hospital wing if they're missing the Quidditch match. So it just makes it a more public forum. Like when they see, you know, Harry falls off his broomstick, you know, it becomes the gossip. It, it makes it more center stage type mm-hmm. of deal. And with the, you know, the Quidditch World Cup, which I'm pretty sure is where you bowed out of the series and we're like, nope, can't handle it. Yeah, probably. Um, Which you probably were li- literally a chapter away from there being very little Quidditch left. <laughs> um, it it really does make sense because it's just something that they all bond over. Like it's, it's a community thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it, and that is, you know, it's world. It, it was like people from different part all coming together because mm-hmm. yeah they may not speak the same language they may not you know they don't have the same customs or traditions but they all understand quidditch mm-hmm. see it's just it, it, i th- i think it's just a situation where i i'm i'm the indian standing on the shore while columbus's boats are rolling in and i can't see them on the horizon because i don't know that boats exist you know i i just I, th- I think with the sports thing like i just can't connect with it because i just 
I don't understand any that like I, I don't understand the mentality you just described. You know, like, I know. So, which is probably this the is a daily thing. struggle for me. <laughs> Okay, so one of the reasons I, I don't like Quidditch is because anytime it, it comes into the story and it comes up, it feels forced like they're adding it just to have an excuse to show Broom's line or because J.K. Rowling was a big sports fan and sports was a big part of her life, which I mean, I, you can't falter for that. It's her book, right? Uh, you know, but it, it always feels kind of kind of wedged in and forced and like it, it didn't necessarily need to be there. I, and it, it, it also, uh, it often comes in uh, right when the mystery of the story or the main thrust of the story is getting really interesting and kind of messes up the flow of it a little bit, I think. Like, I, I mean, obviously you need uh, you, you need to uh, what you call it. You, you need to have some uh, some valleys before the hills in a story. Of course, you know it, it can't all be like rocket, rocket, rocket. You know Voldemort, 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 and everything. But I I, th- I think you know Quidditch. It's just another kind of action scene, and for for me personally, it's not very compelling. I would rather take out those Quidditch scenes, put those plot points elsewhere in the story, and then maybe for those valleys, instead of having Quidditch, have, like, you know, some nice character moments or something like that. You know, like a little conversation between Harry and Dumbledore. Or, you know, something There's like that. There's a lot of those. You didn't get to that book. There, there, <laughs> I, well, I, yeah, I, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I think, I think there... I, and I mean, again, this is all very subjective. This is all, you know, my personal opinion. But I, there are about a hundred more interesting ways you could get the information across that comes across in the Quidditch scenes and eliminate the Quidditch entirely, I think. but See, I think that Quidditch actually adds a little bit of a break from the lessons. It makes you remember that these are kids. They're playing. They're getting outside. They're getting – because you don't see terribly too much – I mean, there's stuff outside. Yeah, they have the herbology mm-hmm. and the things. And, you know, there's an occasional magical creature that Hagrid should not be having them interact with, but is. But this gives, like, a bigger outdoors, you know, component and lets you see some more of the grounds of Hogwarts mm-hmm. and such. And it's, I mean, it's a break from school. It's it's a, it's a an extracurricular. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, you don't have to be on the Quidditch team if you go there, but it's something that you know people can do yeah but i can kind of a going off my last point uh inversely having harry use his quidditch skills to solve other issues in the story feels a little heavy-handed uh like like it's trying to justify having quidditch in the story in the first place since it's kind of like a, a lot of times it just comes completely out of left field the quidditch scenes and everything so in you know like for example at the end of a sorcerer's stone that we'll be talking about in a minute when he catches the key using his quidditch skills that he picked up earlier in the movie it just i was just rolling my eyes like it just seemed a little too pat a little too easy you know but it was showing the whole point of the end which i have issues mm-hmm. with which we'll get to um is that they were showing things that they had learned in their first year to get past each of those things mm-hmm. like different you know things they've observed things they've learned in class they actually skipped a couple of them in the end there's my issue um <laughs> but it was showing different things that they learned through that first year year of magical school mm-hmm. and that that was a skill that he learned he he came from you know random london mm-hmm. basically and had never you know magic wasn't a thing this is all new and cool and you know he was good at it Meh. yeah okay uh, you have one more point here i believe right okay <laughs> well bill may hate sports yes Quidditch might actually be the only way to pull in some kids who do love sports but hate reading. Um, it's a tool that different parents and teachers can use to get their students interested in it and where they might otherwise resist picking up a book 
about wizards because mm-hmm. wizards you know well it's kind of cool now it hasn't always been cool to like wizards mm-hmm. um you know this is where you get those that's something to use to pull well i, I would say almost like that's uh well i i, I mean if you have sports fans who want to read there are a ton of sports books out there yes like, but this is exposing them to something different mm-hmm. where that's a, the sports part of this is a small component mm-hmm it's just a way to pull them into a different type of story. Well, I, I, I'm just saying that, like, yeah, yeah, you you can, I, I, I can see kind of like a, the, the first hit is free kind of mentality. Like, he, here's a little bit of sports, uh, and then we get more sports as we go on, so stick with the wizard stuff. I can definitely see that, but at the same time, if you're trying to get a sports fan to read, I don't think, you know, a hint of sports followed by a ton of magic and stuff is, is going to be the best way to do it. I think uh, a better way to do it would be to give them, you know, very sports-oriented material until they discover their joy of reading and then maybe slip him a Harry Potter or something like that or a Twilight. Never. Never, <laughs> Never. slip him a Twilight. Never. Never. Mm-hmm. We won't even go there. Fair but. enough. Okay, and uh, again, with all of these, this is very specific to me, but it, the, the, my main problem with Quidditch, and uh, this is something I they've been kind of asking in the chat room too, so I, I, this is the best way to address it, I guess, but it, even like even the mention of sports kind of makes my brain shut down. Like, it's, it's honestly like it's like a switch that kind of flips and i i i have real problems even hanging out at like sports bars or you know like if, if like we go to a restaurant or something where there's sports on the television i'll try and find a seat to where my back's to the television because if it's in my peripheral at all my brain just goes into instant shutdown mode like i think it has a lot to do with hanging out in a like i i, I used to work as a roadie I, I think i've mentioned this on the podcast before but hanging out in a lot of bars where uh people were watching sports and just like not talking to each other and I, I think it just kind of my brain kind of defaults to that sort of uh, okay sports are on I'm just gonna shut down because they even if they are talking to each other I'm not gonna understand the conversation so I think my mind just kind of shuts down and it carries over to fiction and movies and things like that too so it, it, so you know it, it's a real shame too because I honestly I, I I loved the book I loved the books I I, I guess I should say I, I don't have as much love for them now mainly because I I'm kind of resentful that I can't finish the story because I can't make it through the story. Because there's so much Quidditch, and it's it's really I just I I I I probably feel a little resentful about that. It's not her fault you don't like Quidditch. I know it's not her. Fault. It's not her fault. She I know it's she, her she, fault. I I just wish I could finish the story. I think you need to pick up the book where you left off and mm-hmm. try from there. Honestly, I think you need to do that. All, all I'm going to say is, you know, us reading Sorcerer's Stone uh, for for this week and everything, the Quidditch stuff. Like I I missed whole chapters because my brain just like so it, I still have the same problem unfortunately unfortunately I, I made it through like I read the chapter summaries to kind of uh, tighten up what I had missed and everything but you know alright let's not talk about Quidditch anymore it actually depresses me yeah although I, I do think I do think uh, I, I would like to have the sports debate debate sometime though or sports good or bad but okay so let's see here uh, next up uh, we have some uh, you, you, well you arranged this right I did I got in touch with Harry and the Universe Potters Universe what was uh, the band name again Harry and the Potters Harry and the Potters. You may have heard of them. You may have heard them at the top of our episode. You may have heard them at the top of our episode. Um, they, I just asked them, I was like, hey, can we use some of your music for our episode? And they're like, yeah, sure, do it. Please. So we did. 
Made a Spotify um, playlist. It'll I be did. in the show notes at universebox.com as well. Yeah. I just threw a few of my favorite ones. Um, save Jeannie Weasley, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, basically, I like the ones where they're like two minutes and under. <laughs> Excuse me. No, book seven doesn't have any Quidditch in it, Amy. Um, Hold on. I, I, I don't think I'm signed in here. Give me one really? second. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, I'll talk about it. So <laughs> Harry and the Potters around 2001, 2002, um, they came out with what is called Wizard Rock. There are other bands that do this now, too. Or did. I'm not sure if they still are. Uh, but basically, they take the stories and they turn them into fun stories. Uh, song. A lot of them are really short, like the one at the beginning. You know, this book is so awesome. <laughs> uh, but they also have some that are like six and seven minutes. Um, so they're they're pretty cool. They're pretty. Yeah, cool. Are you having it, issues? Yeah, it's not letting me play them for some reason. But I uh, hear I can probably find the songs. Oh, which one did you want me to play first? Save Ginny Weasley. Go to their website. It has Save Ginny Weasley. Okay, here we uh, go. Well, there's that too. I love this one. Yeah, we'll just play about a minute of it. Are you scared to walk through the hallways? Are you worried that the spiders run away? Are you petrified of being petrified? Are we going to have to save the school again? We've got to save the Save the school from that unseen horror. We've got to save Kenny Weasley from the basilisk. We've got to save the school again. It's a good I song, though. I love it. My favorite is, are you petrified of being petrified? <laughs> Unicorn blood. Unicorn blood? Oh, actually, that's right. You can't play it for my thing. I'm getting uh, it here. I'm getting it here. Maybe. Hold on. Maybe. There's so many results for unicorn blood. <laughs> that's a little disturbing. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why Spotify is not working, sadly. Win. <laughs> not funny. What did Win say? I feel about singing the way Bill feels about sports. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I can't nice. find uh, the Unicorn Blood song. Sadly. Wait, the guy who plays, <gasps> he was on Glee. So that must have been after I stopped. The Harry and the Potter's it. guy. Yeah. Nice. You want to do this? Uh, this uh, Dumbledore. Yeah, sure. Let's play some Dumbledore. I didn't pick this one. I like Very that slow rock. and plodding. I am Albus Dumbledore. I was played by two actors. The best we ever had. You were the best we ever had. So have you ever uh, gone to see 
Harry and the Potters? I try. I forget when it was, but I was going to see them. I think it was when I was... I need to look into them. <laughs> um, what season? Um, I think it's when I was in, living in Cleveland that they were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually might have been for a release. Oh, really? Um, which means I probably had some sort of a show thing mm-hmm. going on if I was in Cleveland. So well, Let's see here. Well, I guess uh, you, you want to end on... Uh, and of course, you can uh, check out the full Spotify playlist that you should be able to play, unlike me, over at universebox.com. But you want to end on I Am a Wizard? Sure. That seems like a good one to end on, right? I'm a lonely boy. I live beneath the staircase. My cousin is real fat. He makes my life a sad state. The Dursleys are my guardians. They are so mean and evil. If only I had some magic powers, surely I could make them tremble. For Privet Drive is where I lay my head. I wish that I could go to another place instead. I am Harry Potter. No, you're not. You're just a guy who who uh, sings in a cover or a, a tribute <laughs> band to Harry Wynn Potter. Wynn is not a fan of that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Nobody says some good tunes. Some it's, good tunes. It's fun. There's yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of variety. Yeah, check them out over on Spotify. I believe they're on Bandcamp, iTunes. Harry and the Potters. 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 Okay, so uh, let's see here. Oh wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We got to do one thing first. Universe Boxio. Universe Boxio. Swish and flick. Swish and flip. Okay, uh, now it's time to find out if we'll rediscover the wonder we felt from our favorite movies and TV shows and in books. and books in the Wonder Box. Are you, now, are you a purist when it comes to the series and love the books before the movies, or was it seeing Hogwarts on the big screen that made you felt fall in love with the series? In today's Wonder Box, we compare and contrast Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in book and movie forms. Full disclosure. The book version I read was Philosopher's Stone, which I know there's almost no difference there's besides that word. Yeah. yeah. But uh, let's see here. Anne-Marie, we usually start these off with a, uh, with a rhyming uh, summary, a uh, plot summary. Why don't you go ahead and do that for us? Harry's a wizard, according to some. He's going to school and having some fun. A magical item is what Voldemort seeks. He's patient. He's willing to plan it for weeks. Dumbledore's army is strictly homegrown. In the first Harry Potter, the Sorcerer's Stone. It is funny that you have Dumbledore's army. Yeah, well, that, you I, do know that's a th- okay. Yeah, I, I know that's a thing. I don't know what you know anymore. <laughs> I'm very... Up is down, right is left. That's what it feels like. Magic is science. Science is magic. What's going on? Ah! So what did you think of... Uh, compared to the book? Let's see. What was your general... What did you like more and why? The book or the movie? The book. The, the book? book's always better. Mm-hmm. I have never, ever read a book and then seen a movie and gone, man, that movie's amazing. Why <laughs> did I read the book? Mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever. Yeah, I th- I thought overall, I mean, like, it made sense how they did it for the movie, but the opening of the book was a lot stronger, like... Significantly. Every, That's until Hagrid shows up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. let's see here. Okay, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, discuss <laughs> it here. And uh, to be fair, I... I kind of forgot that we were doing the comparison thing until towards the end but i'll still be able to speak to that throughout (laughs) 
Uh, one of the things that I kind of st- stuck out to me uh, about about the book and the movie is that Hagrid is really Voldemort's greatest ally in this story. Like, uh, you know, the whole loose lips sink ships thing, and Hagrid just can't keep his trap shut at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, his classic line throughout the entire movie is, I shouldn't have told you that. I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> that carries on for the entire series. Yeah, yeah. But it, it feels like Hagrid's indiscretions are the cause of at least 90% of the problems that Harry faces. Now, it, 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 like I said, it's been a while since I've been, like, steeped in this stuff, but... I almost want to say that maybe wasn't Hagrid kind of slipping this information to Harry a little bit because Dumbledore wanted him to? No. No? No. Okay. Like, I thought there was something like that. Like, Dumbledore was kind of manipulating Harry into certain things to kind well, of... Well, he uh, gives him the, the cloak. Yeah. And he yeah. returns the cloak when it's lost mm-hmm. in moments that don't occur in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, so, so, you know, Hagrid, loose lips and everything. But mm-hmm. I, another thing that I kind of notice is that uh, this whole uh, loose lips thing is contagious, too, because Harry tells Hermione and Ron about the vault uh, it, it, uh, mm-hmm. Gringolds or whatever. Gringotts. Gringotts. Uh, that he was told not to specifically. And, uh, you know, Hagrid probably shouldn't expect Harry to keep secrets considering how bad he is with secrets. He's too. awful. Yeah. He's absolutely awful. Voldemort's greatest ally. <sighs> okay. Big. <laughs> Big annoying difference between the book and the movie. The dragon egg forbidden forest, whole big gigantic, you know, it's multiple chapters and it's a brief moment in time in the movie. Mm-hmm. So they clump together the entire dragon egg story into basically one scene where the egg is already hatching. That doesn't happen in the book. In the book, there's a note that is sent to Vial saying it's hatching and then they have to go <laughs> down. So they knew about it a while ago. So instead of making plans with Ron's brother to sort of adopt and take care of the dragon, they're just saying the Dumbledore sent it away. Yeah, to uh, Delaware or something. I forget where it was. No, Romania. Or Romania. Romania. That Which was is coincidentally where Ron's brother is. Roma- so- Romania, the Delaware of Europe. Uh, apparently. <laughs> Um, is mania? No, it's Europe. Yeah, I think it's Europe. No hablo geography. Um, <laughs> no hablo geography. Yes. <laughs> if we did episode titles, that would be the episode title. <laughs> no hablo geography. Okay, and Malfoy goes straight to McGonagall, but he really wasn't supposed to go straight to McGonagall after finding out about the dragon. He's supposed to find the letter that's in the book that says when they're taking the dragon to meet Ron's brother's friends on top of the thing, which is where they get caught, and mm-hmm. he gets caught, and um, it's not supposed to be Ron with them because I don't remember why he couldn't go. It's supposed to be Neville who's trying to stop them. So it's supposed to be Neville... Harry, Hermione, and Malfoy who get put in detention. Not Ron. Not Ron. Which, <laughs> it just completely changes it if it's not Neville because then... Huh. I, I, I will say that Angel in the chat room mentions that uh, one scene that it's, uh, that uh, the movies kind of reduce Ron's significance in the story in general. Yes. So. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's see. They don't make a big deal about... Okay, so they were supposed to get caught and get all these bazillions of points taken away from them. And then they have to go for like a month before they get this detention. They need to be hanging. Okay, this is sound mean. They need to be hanging their heads in shame for losing this <laughs> and being shunned by the rest of the Gryffindors and everybody because Slytherin is now up. Um, but it also like makes the whole end part bigger and better when it's such a reveal that they gained all these points for all of the good things they did. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that. Okay. Also, when they are in the forest. Okay, first of all, um. 
first of all, how many times am I going to say that? Malfoy <laughs> is supposed to be with Neville and teases him and they're shooting of sparks and scaring the things away. Not really, but he's, um, Hagrid says so. Mm-hmm. Um, which sort of makes that a thing instead of it automatically being Harry and Malfoy. Also, I'm always going to have a wand now because yes, I can gesture. These are great. These are fantastic. I love them. I'm not giving this one to the kid. Um, okay, but they never inter- introduced the censures. So mm-hmm. just at one random point, one shows up, saves Harriet. Like there's nobody talking about Mars being bright tonight and foreshadowing that bad, bad things are about to happen. Yeah, because he just shows up and he's like, hey, what's up? Guess what? Voldemort's back. Peace. Basically, like. that's basically what happened, which is completely wrong because he's supposed to put Harry on his back and scamper off and get yelled at by the en- other censures for acting like a horse. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a drink. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, let's see here. Okay, uh, now mine, uh, my next point has to do mainly with the school, with Hogwarts itself. Mm-hmm. It's a very dangerous school, like very, very risky. Uh, I, I mean, they, they do so many things that, I mean, would get, you know, principals fired and school censures and big national, uh, you know, scandals and everything if the things that happened at Hogwarts happened in a real school. Uh, first of all, sending the kids out into the dark woods as a punishment seems a little extreme, mm-hmm. uh, especially the fact like at first I was like, OK, cause, you know, it's been a while. So it's kind of like I mm-hmm. don't remember a lot of the details of the story. So I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, they're going to go out there there with Hagrid. And so they'll be OK because they'll be with Hagrid. Mm-hmm. No, uh, he sends uh, Harry and yeah. uh, uh, Draco. Draco. Draco, I almost said for some reason. Dracula. No, Malfoy. Harry and Dracula. He sends Harry and Dracula off in Romania all by themselves. <laughs> and, uh, you know, did the parents sign off on this? Like, was there well, um, permission for Harry's parents are dead. Mm-hmm. So, and Draco's parents are Death Eaters, so they'd mm-hmm. be cool with it. So uh, Harry's parents can't sue. Uh, maybe no. that's why they picked Harry. Because, you know, what, no. what, is her, what are his parents going to do? No. Send him out there in the woods by oh himself. My God. Okay. Uh, now, something, you know, the whole house's angle. It, does this kind of introduce a little bit of a class system into Hogwarts? Uh, you know, and also do the houses kind of discourage individual individuality? Uh, now, some houses are looked down upon, like the Slytherins, for example. They're mean jerks. Yes. Uh, so, uh, meaning that the kids uh, that are in this, these houses are looked down upon as well. No. So is that really a productive and educational environment? It really seems more like it would encourage bullying, especially for the Slytherins who aren't quite a Malfoy, who are just kind of like, oh, I didn't know where to go. So the hat threw me in Slytherin. No, no, no. Because basically Mm -hmm. almost every kid that's in Slytherin, their parents or aunts or uncles or somebody are Death Eaters. Mm -hmm. They're all evil. Yeah, But but I mean, I'm sure there's probably like one kid who was just kind of like, I don't know, he, he picked his nose and wiped his boogers on somebody or something. And he, that was just – that put him just over the line to being evil. I'm just saying that, you know, all these houses separating would kind of – I think would encourage bullying. And the houses, you know, the way they're graded on points and everything, I, you know, any individual in a house can earn the points or lose them. I, all is good or bad only for the group, not for the individual. I, the individual exists in service of the group. It, Hogwarts is kind of communist a little bit, I think. Or socialist <laughs> or something like that, you know? Somethingist. You, you must work for the, for the good of Ravensclaw. No, because it's trying to encourage everybody to be good so that they don't, mm-hmm. uh, so they don't lose it for everybody. Everybody wants to win, so you want to do good things. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do bad things. It's, it's just peer pressure. It's all peer 
pressure because if you're losing 50 mm-hmm. points for your house, which is your yeah. family, mm-hmm. you know, the part that we missed was the everybody shaming them <laughs> and trying to build people up to earn points again to make up for shortfalls. See, I'm just saying, and I can I can definitely see that for mm-hmm. sure, but I, I'm just saying that it may, maybe, it may, maybe it uh, kind of uh, doesn't enforce like individuality enough, you know, mm-hmm. which I, I think, you know, there are a lot of very unique wizards in this world. You'd think they would come from a more diverse background than four houses that are sorted out by personality type, mm-hmm. you know. Um, let's see here. I, and also, I, I was just kind of curious, like, this seemed almost like a conflict <laughs> of interest. Why is McGonagall buying student athletes she hand-selected uh, the best of the best equipment? Because he didn't have anything! But there there was... The reason I bring this up is because in my high school, there was uh, <laughs> Coach Andy. I, uh, Coach and Andreessen. Not Coach Andy, because that could be liable. Uh, Coach Andreessen uh, uh, was involved in a scandal was when I was in high school where he was buying a but he was a, the basketball coach and he was buying a bunch of gear for uh, the, the, his his star players you know shoes track suits I think he even bought one guy a car okay every, see that's excessive this is just a broom compared to a Nimbus two thousand like buying him a used car. Like, it was excessive? No, I think they're pretty comparable, even though you don't use the car for basketball. So I guess you have a point. But I'm just saying it it feels like an ethical breach. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Okay, but see, they also did that different in the book versus the movie. I kind of sort of took it as some of his money went mm-hmm. towards that because he had gobs and gobs of galleons uh-huh. um, and in the book I don't even think this is one of my notes it might have been I thought about it that <laughs> um, there was a note with the broom saying do not open this in you know the great hall or whatever mm-hmm. and instead they're well, all like oh let's open it well, why did they even need to open it with that packaging it was very obviously a broom yeah but they didn't know what kind of broom yeah. and that's the thing is they all you know if they're on the Quidditch team they have to have a broom so he had to have a broom and well he's rich so get Mm. him a good broom (laughs) the brooms all right what did i do okay more things that they changed at the end that didn't need to be changed for the scroll and they like when my wand is over here doing things (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) wizard's duel win oh duo all oh expanderamus universe boxio (laughs) <laughs> okay, so things they changed at the end to get the stone that they did not need to change. Why did they change Fluffy? Fluffy is not supposed to really wake up like that. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to just the music keeps playing and they jump down miles below the ground. Not fall when the dog wakes up, basically. <laughs> okay, and then the devil's snare. Um, She's supposed to remember the fire thing when they're all still trapped. Not after two of them have sort of fallen through and then to save Ron because Ron doesn't listen and hold still. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's supposed to happen early on or earlier mm-hmm. in the devil's snareness. I, I agree. The Blue Knight Universe Boxio is the ultimate spell. It really is the ultimate spell. Um, why did they completely ignore the fact that Quarrel's uh, protection of the stone was a troll? Sure, it was already dead, but walk past it. Mm-hmm. You know, you already have the CGI built because you've done it. <laughs> so whatever. Though, according to Amy, that was added into the movie. They weren't going to do that. I think it was Amy. Might have been Angel. I oh, forget. interesting. Eh, there's A's. Too many A names. Too many A names. Um, Why 
why, why did they ignore <laughs> Snape's protection of the stone? Because it's earlier explicitly stated that Snape is helping to guard the stone so he couldn't be the one trying to steal the stone. They completely ignored that entire thing. Harry just says, hey, Hermione, take him back and go find Dumbledore. No, you're supposed to leave Ron there for three minutes. That's really <laughs> all the more you had. And go walk through some fire with some potions. I, I would like to point Fired out. Fired up. Uh, Michael Lucero has joined us in the chat Briefly, room. Because he's uh, at work. Yeah. Uh, says, speaking of spells, why did they change or, or do or change so many of them in the films? So many. You know, why, why did they change all the spells? I have a new one because I dropped my old one. You by the way. <laughs> this is the one with unicorn blood on it. There's quite a few with unicorn blood on them, actually. <laughs> Um, that is whether you're potions. Yes. Okay. Um, okay in the was mo- that the end of my point? Uh, Michael yes. also says the movies also really sabotage Ron as a character. Uh, yeah, we, we have we, heard we a discussed. little bit of that yep. before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have some quibbles and bits here. Uh, uh, the quibbles I, and bits. That I want to get to. Okay. First of all, and this is my one point that really speaks to the differences between the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. The Dursleys in the book, I liked a lot better because they seemed – and I mean I, I remember from reading the books that it gets worse as it goes on because yes. the movies were getting made. So she was writing to, to the movies a little bit. She had to. But they're much less cartoonish. They're much less characters in the book. And I, I kind of liked I liked the way that the first uh, chapter or two rolled by where you kind of dis- you discover the wizarding world through Mr. Dursley, through right. Uncle Vernon. Yes. I love that mm-hmm. opening that whole first day. Yeah. Um, that's necessary. Mm-hmm. I thought it was beautiful buildup. And then they just like, Bloop. Yeah, it's just it doesn't like, happen. Flip, flip, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. I also thought that it was interesting that uh, the Dursleys as a, as a unit, as a family, mm-hmm. are kind of ruled by greed, uh, which is the same thing, it, 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 at least in this story, that it motivates Voldemort. And, and uh, or he who made up should he not be who named. must not be named. They also uh, deny Harry love, which in they the deny end Harry everything. They threaten to take away food for a week. But in the end, it turns out Harry had like love baked into him on the uh, all yeah. along, and that's what he uses to de- defeat Voldemort in the end. So I thought it was kind of some interesting parallels there, where you know they're very much motivated by greed, withholding love, mm-hmm. and then when he fights someone who's motivated by greed, he uses the love he always had within him. Mm-hmm. Uh, from his mother mm-hmm. to kind of defeat it. So I, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, the special effects are, are god-awful across the board in this It's 15 film. years ago. I know, I know. But it, as much as me, we make fun of stuff on like Once Upon a Time on ABC as far as CGI, yeah. uh, their worst stuff looks better than a lot of the stuff in this movie. And of course, you know, years ago, it mm-hmm. looked a lot better then because we didn't have as good a taste as we do now. You know, now. the troll and the ogre, mm-hmm. the ogre wars, and then this troll, they sort of were, they had similar characteristics. Yeah, I could see that. I could I see could maybe they bought a model or something. They probably did. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in the, the, but the character animation, especially like Voldemort or the Minotaur or, you, you know, uh, the Ogre, uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought they, they were particularly painful. Like it, 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 it was really rough. You could tell – you could see like the splite, the cut and paste lines of the actor's there face. There were a lot know? of – like when um, mm-hmm. the trio – went to go see um Hagrid at one point I was like oh oh like it was painfully green screened I'm like I think there's some sixth graders who can do better than that yeah at this point uh, you can do better there's an app for your phone that can do better than that (laughs) seven year old can do better than that and uh, my last quibble slash bit uh, is just I thought that the the kid actors really really impressed me in the movie throughout like they're they're way better than I remember them being at this point in fact I I don't think I, I personally don't think they ever really got better as actors uh but they the thing is they started out really good and yeah. and they kind of stayed at that 
level throughout. Like, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, definitely since Harry Potter wrapped, uh, I haven't seen anything that Ron's been in, but Harry Potter, he hasn't been as much. but Her- Harry Potter has gotten, uh, uh, what's his name? Daniel Radcliffe mm-hmm. has gotten a lot better. And Hermione, I, I think, I think she's stayed pretty even, actually. Really? I, I think she's had much better roles. She has had some awesome roles and I can't yeah. wait to see her as In much meatier roles, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think she stayed about level. But like I said, that, that level is, is good. So she also took time off mm-hmm. purposely to step away and yeah. went to college like a normal mm-hmm. person or tried to. And yes, I'm going to agree with the entire chat room that they, from the last movie, the last book and everything, they cut uh, Dudley's redemption moment. Oh, he has a redemption moment? Oh, and it's beautiful. Oh, what is it? I can't even like verbalize. Okay. But he basically is like, no, we're we're cool. We're cool. And the, But it's too late. He's like, I, I like you. I like you. I'm not jealous too. of you like my mom was jealous of your mother. I was, but I'm not anymore. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so my last point. Oh, I guess Angel says on Pottermore they have a lot more of the background with the Dursleys. And that stuff. makes sense because they can mm-hmm. explore it as much as they want. And they only open like book by book. And I think they're only on like book four or five on Pottermore, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma Radcliffe. What's that? Want to try that again? Right? Um, <laughs> I was like, that is two people. Kind of. Okay, the whole movie felt really rushed. For the book only being about 300 pages, they left out details like that first opening chapter with the Dursleys. They changed things that didn't... I don't think they needed to change like at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, they took a decent amount of time on the wizard chess scene. Yeah. They could have added, taken 30 seconds from that and added a troll on a potion scene. You, you, you want a true confession? <sighs> I skipped through most of the wizard chess. We, really? when I When I did the rewatch, yeah. It's chess. I know. I know. But it, it, it was just like a, it was more of a time crunch kind yeah. of thing than anything. I was just like, okay, if I'm going to skip anything, I, I should should skip like the action sequences because they're they're action. cool and they're fun but not not a lot happens in the story until they they win okay but like i can understand once we hit like these 600 plus page books that you have to skip chunks mm-hmm. even you know plot points that go throughout yeah but it's a 300 page book Mm-hmm. like they, I, well, I don't know well it's kind of like this the, the whole studio system too like basically what these executive i think it's nine set piece moments that they're looking for for any movie mm-hmm. like especially like bigger movies like this and, it, and particularly with warner brothers like it, you if it, you'll notice this if you go and watch warner brothers movies just in general mm-hmm. there's generally nine action set pieces hmm. you know filled in with a bunch of character moments and stuff but it's generally nine i, I believe that that's the correct number mm-hmm. okay so now it's time to determine uh does this pass the wonder test does it fill you with the same wonder that it filled you with originally amory we'll go ahead and start with you i'm a lifer so that's the so yes? yes yes i'm a lifer it's you know there's you know quips and quabbles bips and bobbles but mm-hmm. i'm oops try my wand um we have more right here i have another one unicorn blood um <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll want to read them all again. Actually, mm. it sort of motivates heavy um, to want to to want to get more into it and start over. That's fair. That's fair. And as for me, I'm, I'm going to have to say no. Uh, well, it was nice. Shocking. Getting, well, it was nice getting reacquainted with the char- the world and the characters. Uh, I, the, the movie, at least, felt kind of dated uh, at this point. And the Quidditch stuff kind of bummed me out uh, since I, it uh, just reminded me that I, I kind of can't read the series anymore because of the Quidditch stuff. Nice I will say that the movie held up better for me than the book. Really? Or I, I'm sorry, I reversed that. The book held up for me better than the movie. I did. would hope so. Yeah, definitely. I, if you had to pick one, 
that held up better for you, which would you pick? Probably the, the book. book. It's yeah. always the book. It's always the book. It's always the book. Can't wait to hand it to the seven-year-old tomorrow morning. <laughs> Here you go. Read this. Also, watch this movie with a seven-year-old who hasn't read the book yet. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't stop talking. His color commentary was driving me nuts. Okay, and other Anne Marie says yes for the book. Uh, the Blue Knight says the wonder is still there. It's a great world, and there is always something new to discover. And uh, Angel says uh, yes, pretty much for everything. Hashtag Team, Team Anne Marie. And Angel, you're dead to me now. Sorry <gasps> about that. No, I'm kidding. You're well, I know Amy P is with me because we mm. share a brain. We talked about it last night. Okay, ha! there it is. Hashtag Team Anne Marie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, next we're gonna uh, go through the idea box, which is where you guys submit questions to us uh, based around the topic, and we go ahead and do our best to answer them I, if you want to submit an, a, a question just go to universebox.com slash idea box there's a form there you just type in uh, do you believe in ghost <laughs> for example and hit submit and it'll get submitted right there now why do i keep showing the doc that's a shame okay uh, let's see uh, we, do, we do have uh, several questions here and we're going to ask these to our chat room too uh, the first question Marie, is what is your, who is your favorite harry potter character and why hermione granger why is that because she's the queen of all girl power. Mm-hmm. She's smart. She's sassy. She gets it all done. She's not scared of facing. I wanted to say the dark one because it rhymed, but <laughs> the dark lord, Voldemort mm-hmm. and all that. Like she kicks ass through mm-hmm. all the books, through all of the movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, she does no wrong to me. Sorry. That's fair. Okay, and as for me, I'm I'm probably gonna have to go with Snape. Just oh, just because Snape is good too. He 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 had the most twisty kind of story, and I mean I know how it ends up. Uh, spoilers: uh, Snape kills Dumbledore and uh, all that stuff. Uh, but see, that's all you know though, because you still don't even know the last <laughs> book. He doesn't know the last book. No, but I, I I really like Snape because you know I I saw I anticipated he was gonna be end up being the big villain of the series, like for all the books I read and all the movies i saw and everything and i thought it was it was kind of cool how how she plays with that expectation and kind of subverts it towards the end and then you find out no he wasn't obsessed with harry potter because he was a bad guy he was obsessed with harry potter because he he never got over harry potter's mom and you know that kind of reminded him of, of uh lily and also you know the stuff that he was uh working on behind the scenes you really with need dumbledore to read the last book okay really granted let's just okay uh, michael lucero says serious black uh, because yes. he went through so much suffering and didn't for oh, what was the name of loomis or no, what, what was the name about? of the the other sirius's good friend who was the werewolf remus lupin yeah, Remus Loop, and I like That's mentioned too. like 17 times here. But uh, yeah, Michael Lucero goes on us. Uh, he went through so much suffering and didn't, for the most part, come out of it bitter, but still retained his empathy and moral core. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Blue Knight says Molly because she has uh, the balls to say, uh, not my daughter, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal mm-hmm. for that to be in the yeah. book because there wasn't much any of that cursing. But and the fact that it came mm-hmm. from Molly. Yeah, it looks like Amy and Angel are both all about the Lupin. All about that Lupin. About that and Lupin. honorable mention from Angel, the twins, Fred and George, because I yes. like their personalities and They're sense funny. of humor. Good times. Okay, uh, let's see here. Next question, Anne-Marie, is what Hogwarts course would you most like to take out of all the courses they offer? Obviously not science or English. We've discussed this. Charm. No, not charms. Potions. Potions? I I, I would. I, I want to 
pour things in things start mm-hmm. Hedwig <laughs> Mac Hedwig Hedwig um yeah no I want to I want to I want to mix things together because okay this is gonna sound really stupid mm-hmm. I'm okay with that I like cook I like to bake I like to put things in stir them up and something else comes out it's the same thing with a potion that, except a uh, much more dire consequences sometimes sometimes, sometimes yeah okay. as for me I, I think I'm gonna have to go with it with the standard I, I think this will probably be a standard answer but defense against the dark arts I mean seriously yeah that's what you want to learn most out of all of that well it always has the best teacher they only last a year I know but they they always have like, they always they always die have a, or something they crazy. have an inside track on the dark arts generally so I mean you, you want to learn from experts right okay oh, let's see here uh, the last question and Anne-Marie will take this over to you do you believe in magic? Because I hope you do. <laughs> something, 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 chew. Because it's magic. Um, oh, magic. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I believe in the magic in each one of our hearts, for sure. Oh, and other Emery agrees with, uh, actually, Angel in other Emery, Defense Against the Dark Arts. Only when Lupin was the teacher. Okay, yes. sure, I'll take that course. But, Definitely. oh, Tonks. Yes, Tonks. <laughs> Okay, this so, is why I have to read them all again now. Definitely. This is my summer. <laughs> How many times do I have to say that? Okay, so uh, let's see, Emery. What's it? It's time to ask what's in the box for next week. You want to go it's ahead? It's already time to ask what's in the box. Yeah, it's already time to ask what's what's in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box for next week? Come on. What is in the box? Nothing. Nothing. We have nothing in the box because universe boxio. We have nothing in the box because next week on Universe Box, we're talking about Universe Box. <laughs> what we've decided to do is uh, – because we, we had you guys go in and vote for all of the topics, and you went and voted for them. And we meant to have a patron hangout this month, uh, May, to uh, you know plan out the order, schedule it, and then decide what boxes we were putting in every episode. Mm-hmm. We didn't get around to it because things got super busy. But what we're going to do next Thursday, 8.30 p.m. EST, we're going to have the special patron hangout. And we're going to invite all of you to join. Yeah, we're going to invite – because if you're a listener of Universe Box, even if you haven't been able to kick in on the patron, I think you deserve to be there. uh, At least this once. Yeah, at least this once. once. So next Thursday, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. We're going to be doing a, a big planning session for the next 15 episodes of Universe Box. Now, we already have the topics, so I'll go ahead and give you those if you have any stories about any of these topics you want to go ahead and send in mm-hmm. feel free to There's do some so good ones do you want to go back and forth yeah we can go back and you forth. sound a little yeah that's fine uh mythology the 50s version of the future tabletop doctor who family hobbies christmas college uh chocolate depression politics with a no politics guarantee genetics cats and dogs fitness robots back to the future on the actual date from back to the future too just to clarify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those are our topics. And if you want to uh, send us in some stories about uh, any of these topics, yep. or if you just want to say hi, email us universeboxshow. Well, we like hi. Definitely. Universeboxshow at gmail.com. The Twitter's at universe underscore box. The Facebook is facebook.com slash the universe box. And the voicemail number, which we almost always play, is mm-hmm. 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Some people find it's easier to just send in an MP3 or something uh, as cool an email that. attachment. We're completely okay with that for sure for sure okay first up is one from bobby so take it away bobby hey bill and amory it's bobby so i'm not a huge fan of harry potter uh it's not to say that i like hate harry potter or even don't like harry potter i don't have an opinion one way or the other to be honest with you i've never read any of the books um i've watched i believe the first three movies with my kids uh so it's not like i don't know anything about harry potter but it just never really grabbed me uh 
I don't know why. It's not my age. I mean, I may be over 30, but I read comic books and watch cartoons and wear silly t-shirts every day, so <laughs> I certainly don't act my age. Um, I love fantasy and whatnot, so I mean, really, it surprises me that I don't like it. It just never really caught my attention. I do recognize, however, how important it was. Uh, you know, you had movies recently like Boyhood, and you've got the Avengers where you're watching, like, characters over years uh, mature, but we literally were able to watch uh, Harry Potter slash Daniel Radcliffe mature from, like, I don't know, when he started filming those, what was he, like, 12, maybe? To mm -hmm. the time he was probably, like, 20? Uh, I mean, it took... He was a CW8. Uh, took up literally half of his life, probably, at the at the time, and he's blossomed into a great actor. So have uh, Rupert Grint and Emma Watson. But even all that being said, eh... That's how I feel about Harry Potter. Meh. But who knows? After I listen to you guys yammer on for <laughs> an hour, maybe I'll actually be compelled to go uh, pick up a book or watch the rest of the movies. Who knows? See you in chat. Do it. Uh, yeah, Bobby, I, we would like an update on that. Uh, yes, do you feel compelled or not? Please let us know in the chat. Okay, uh, next up, I, I, Amory, you want to read this one? For sure. Okay. Okay, this is um, from Courtney over on Facebook. I remember being so little, I couldn't read when the first book came out to <laughs> Being old enough to buy my own ticket for the last movie, the story has really evolved through the ages and reached so many people and generation. My favorite character of all time, although he never got screen time, was Peeves. We didn't even Peeves. mention the ghosts. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Uh, maybe well, we already did a ghost episode. <laughs> maybe Amy will. Let's uh, listen to Amy and see if she does. Hey, Bill and Anne Marie. This is Amy P. Hey. You guys said to send something in Harry Potter related, so here I go. Harry Potter has been one of my favorite series since I was a kid. I kind of got into it in middle school, then kind of dropped off, and then got back into it through friends at high school. In high school, um, one of my favorite characters are Lupin, Tonks, and Fred, just because they were funny, and I can kind of I kind of related to Lupin, I think too, although. None of them ever really got a happy ending, I guess. Anyway, um, I also like the movies. I had to look at them separately from the books because otherwise I would have sat through the movies pointing out what was different and what was wrong. Mm -hmm. um, Harry Potter was also the first fandom, I guess, I got involved in, you know, through chat rooms and, you know, stuff like that. Talking about theories and all and listening to the, um, the podcasts and everything like that. Anyway, um, I hope you guys have a good show. I'll talk to you all later. Bye. <laughs> Thank you very much, Amy. Totally. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, this next one is from Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin says, uh, we had a fantastic dinner at the Three Broomsticks. Oh, side note. Context. She went to Harry Potter World about a month ago. That that helps. This, that yeah. helps. Okay. Uh, we actually sat at the same table Harry, Ron, and Hermione sit at when they visit Hogsmeade and Half-Blood Prince right before Katie touches the poison necklace. Friggin' cool. Uh, of course, I didn't know it was the same table until we got back and we're watching the movie. And we spent two hours underground in Gringotts uh, when the ride broke down. That's crazy. Nice. So that's kind of cool, though, because then that means that they took, like, set props and built mm -hmm. them into the park. I like that. So that's that's pretty cool. So. Definitely. Okay, well, I guess we'll wrap up here with a voicemail from Nicole. Take it away, Nicole. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie and all the other storytellers. Um, this is Nicole. Hello. And this month has been insanely busy, but I thought I just had to submit something for Harry Potter. Um, it is probably one of my favorite uh, book series of all time that I've ever read. Um, I think, um, let's see, when I started reading, I think I, the way it ended up is I only actually had to wait for the last two books to come out. So the other, the first ones, um, they were already out, and so I could read through those pretty quickly, but then I had the torturous wait between the last two. 
Um, but I've just, I don't know what to say about them. I just really have enjoyed them. Um, I just really enjoy her uh, writing style, and just it just seems so real. I got so angry with them in when they turned into teenagers, and there was just all that teenager stuff going on. And um, I was already not a teenager, so um, <laughs> I was trying kind of yelling at them to get their act together. But I thought she just wrote wrote teenage angst so well. Um, and now the great thing is my oldest son just finished um, the Goblet of Fire. And that has just been so much fun to see him read it and get into it and kind of talk with him about it and see how he interprets things because he is eight right now. So um, so that's been a lot of fun. And then the movies, I really like the first movie and I think the second and third. And then I just think because the books get bigger and the movies didn't get that much longer, it just, I always felt like I'm sprint, it's a sprint through the movies. And you just miss so much of the details that are in there and just the little things. And so, well, I always like the books better than movies. So that's not any real change from (laughs) any other series. So, um, but uh, my son, he just loves them. Uh, he's seen the first two movies, and I think he's a little, uh, he doesn't know if he wants to watch the next movies yet because he's pretty good about self-regulating what's going to scare him or not. <laughs> so since he's already read the books, he says, eh, he doesn't know if he wants to watch the movies yet, but he's looking forward to doing that. And uh, although he did try to tell me that he doesn't need to read the books because he watched the movies, but I told him that's just not how it's going to work. <laughs> so um, thanks so much for the podcast. And I look forward to listening to this one. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for calling in, Nicole. Thank Definitely. You, Nicole. Okay. And uh, as always, uh, for, for future episodes of Universe Box, if you want to send in your story, storytellers, email us, universeboxshow at gmail.com. Tweet us at universe underscore box. The Facebook is facebook.com slash the universe box. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352 or 52, depending on what country you're from. Remember the 52. Remember the 52 for sure. Okay, uh, now as always, we're, there's we're, only two because I messed up. <laughs> now as always, we're going to. Uh, uh, oh, you only have two takeaways. Yeah, nice. because I was like, oh, I'll fill those in later, and I was just looking at. I was like, those are last. Well, you know takeaways. what? Now we have four. Universe Boxio. How'd you do that? Magic. Okay. Uh, first up, uh, the Harry Potter series created a generation of geeks. Geeks rock. I even if you don't like Quidditch, you can still find things to like about Harry Potter. Okay. Okay. And uh, I. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I shouldn't have said, I shouldn't that. Have said that. Okay, and we want to thank again our chat room who came came out and uh, had a big time. Actually, Michael Lucero's been in there kind of guessing he's, what we're saying because yeah. he can't watch the show right now. Amazing reverse engineering going on it. there. Okay, Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at AMD Simone and snuggling my Hedwig. And snuggling the Hedwig. Mm-hmm. And as for, oh, Angel said we didn't even talk about the upcoming movie. That's true. The new Harry Potter movie. <gasps> I forgot. The okay. Wild Beast movie. Did we not know that this was going to be one that we have to revisit? I mm-hmm. mean, oh yeah, hello. definitely, definitely. Maybe maybe you can, can get me to read another book or something. I'm trying. <laughs> Okay, and as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks, and you can follow the uh, words I write at bit.ly slash King Sparrow. That's the latest, The Trials of King Sparrow. It's a fairy tale starring a sparrow. It's awesome. It's cool. It's it fun. Is. Good times. It, it's the best way to do stuff, and also... Universe Boxio! <laughs> 
Okay, so I, I think that about wraps it up. Please join us next week, uh, next Thursday, mm-hmm. the 4th of June, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com, where we're going to be planning out the next 15 episodes or so. Awesome. They're, seriously, they're seriously like in talks to do a play, like a prequel. A prequel to... Oh, with like the with I'm young James looking. and Lily and all that—that that could be fun. But I, we'll look at that. We'll do it at Harry Potter Potter uh, number two. <laughs> but uh, until next time, remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Universe Boxio. Do, do not, not adjust, adjust your computer, computer screen. screen. It's your, your mind we're changing. Stories set to a theme. Think outside. Universe Box. And that's a wrap for Universe.